Welcome to the Generations Church Podcast. This is Brian Nugent, and I'm the pastor at Generations Church. Thanks for listening today. We hope this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. For more information about Generations Church and its ministries, check out our webpage at gctlh.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Hey, uh, take your Bibles this morning. I'm going to... Uh, preach out of, uh, in a few moments, Matthew chapter 7. I'm going to be there in just a few moments. Today is, um, today's Vision Sunday when you came in. Hopefully you got one of our Vision Sunday booklets, and if not, you can grab one on the way out. Uh, So if you're new, uh, it's Vision Sunday today. We do this once a year, okay, just uh, where it's a day that we remember and we reflect and we give thanks for what God has done in the past year, but also we dream, we plan, we pray for God's blessing in the upcoming uh, in the upcoming year. And what God did last year was amazing in the midst of a very challenging environment, but it just sets the table for what God is going to do uh, in our midst this year. God's not worried about all that's going on in the world. He will find a way to get the gospel out and to bless churches. So I would rather fail in trying to do something great for God rather than play it safe, be risk averse, and miss something that God may have in store. So we always want to be forward leaning in our thinking. So today is just a little different. If you're new, it's not really a a sermon. It's more uh, me getting the chance to talk to the church, you know, about the church. And uh, so this will have some different segments and components in it. And then we're going to pray at the very end and just ask God's anointing and blessing upon us uh, in in this uh, upcoming year. So uh, there are a couple of things that I like to do up front in Vision Sunday uh, that I, we reference certain things throughout the year, and Vision Sunday allows me the opportunity to kind of repackage those and remind you concerning those certain things. So one, we call God's design for our lives. So I just want to take a moment, I just want to remind you, what's God's plan for you? What's God's plan? What does he want to do in your life. So I just want to take a moment and just kind of remind us to step back, take a big picture look at what God wants to do in our in our lives. So number one is follow Jesus. As individuals, we've discovered hope, forgiveness, and purpose through our relationship with Jesus. So you want to know what God's will is for you? That is for you to come to the cross Open your heart and follow Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you're far away, if you're runaway, if you've been hiding out, it doesn't matter. There will be a moment that will surface in your life where God says, Hey, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to meet you. I'm ready to, to be involved in your life. So that's God's initial plan for everyone is to follow Jesus. The next part is growing your faith. Starting a relationship with Jesus is just the beginning. Growing in your faith is a lifelong journey. So if you're new 
to faith in Jesus. You haven't reached the pinnacle. You haven't reached the end. This is just the beginning of what the Lord uh, what the Lord wants in you now is the opportunity for you to grow in your faith. And you can do it several ways. There's water baptism. If you haven't been baptized in water, we're doing that in a couple of weeks. There is worship and prayer and scripture reading. We call it your devotional time. Uh, encounters with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2, the Lord wants to baptize you and fill you with the Holy Spirit. Faithful attendance, being part of a worshiping community, tithing and giving, sharing our faith. So there are all kinds of different tracks and, and that you can run on that can help you kind of grow in your faith. And I want to say, regardless of how long that you've been a Christian, been a follower of Jesus, man, there's still, you know, uh, he still wants you to grow in, in your faith. So we never, we never kind of leave that, uh, never kind of leave this track. Growing in our faith is a lifelong journey. Third, connect with other believers. We intentionally build relationships with others to have fun, grow in our faith together, and be an encouragement to others. So there's nothing better than worshiping with family and friends, okay? It's, it's not meant to be a lonely faith existence. There is community and connecting with other believers. And in, let me just say, it's not just about what you give, I mean, get, it's about what you give as well. There are ways that you can help others. There are life experiences that you've had that you can share and be a blessing to others. So we connect with other believers. We discover our gifts and purpose. We are a unique design from God. Understanding our distinct purpose and function is an exciting part of the journey. God has wired you in a unique way. God has wired some of you in a weird way, okay? For his glory, for his glory, okay? He's made you create, he's made you creatively for God to use you in this world and in the church. So after we get saved, part of that is discovering my, my purpose, why, why, why am I here, what does God have for me? And we can look in the area of our natural talents and unique life experiences and spiritual experiences and passions and interests and spiritual gifts. When we look through that kaleidoscope of things, we see the truly unique person that God has made you, okay? Then the last part, once you kind of discover God's plan and purpose is serving others. We find greater joy in serving others than we do in living for ourselves. So once we discover why God's created us, then let's find a place to serve in the church, out of the church. God's got you here for a purpose, and plugging in to that divine purpose is important. So regardless of how long you've been serving God, okay, we, there's some things that are unchanged. Growing in our faith doesn't matter how long you've been, been, been a Christian. We still, we still grow in our faith. We still connect with other believers. We still serve others. But, but that is God's design for, you know, for our lives. So that's kind of a big picture look at what God wants to do in our life. Another component that I like to do on Vision Sundays, I like to go over our, our, our values, our church values. Every church is built a little different. It's made a little differently. It's got a unique quality to it. And values kind of reveal that 
uh, that uniqueness. So uh, we're going to put it, we put it on video this year. Let's just be reminded of our, of our core values as a church. Good morning. Today is Vision Sunday, and we want to remind everyone of our core values. Our church core values are priorities, beliefs, unique goals, and characteristics. These core values define who we are and what's important to us as a church. We are biblically based. We joyfully embrace and proclaim the scripture as absolute truth. It is our guide for everyday life and foundation of our faith. We are Christ-centered. We are centered around the hope and forgiveness of Jesus Christ. We have committed ourselves to following the life, ministry, and teachings of Jesus. We are creative. We are committed to presenting the gospel creatively and being culturally relevant so that we can reach people. We will go outside the box to provide opportunities for others to hear of God's love. We are committed to excellence. We will strive for excellence as we work hard to honor God in our service to others. We are an equipping church. We provide opportunities for others to be successful in ministry. We equip and release people into the plan and purpose God has for their life. We are family friendly. We value families at every stage, no matter their background. We love and invest in marriages, parents, kids, and students. We are generous. We joyfully give our time, gifts, and resources so that all people can experience the grace of Jesus Christ. We are imperfect. We are all sinners and have made mistakes that we regret. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, or what you're going through. You are accepted here. We are multicultural. We welcome all people regardless of race, ethnicity, or language. We embrace every culture as they join our community. We are multi-generational. We believe in the purpose of every generation and embrace our heritage as we invest in our future. There is a place for every person no matter what age or stage of life. We are prayer focused. We focus on prayer individually and as a church. We believe prayer changes lives, circumstances, and our world. We are outreach driven. Our purpose on this earth is to see people meet Jesus. We exemplify the love of Christ across the street, in the workplace, and around the world. We are spirit-empowered. We believe in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. We rely on his guidance, wisdom for life, and we welcome him into our gatherings. We are a team. The church is strengthened when everyone serves together. We encourage everyone to be involved and find a place to use their All right, so those are just some things that are important to us. Maybe just some, some, it may be common, some may be common to other churches, but some are unique to us. So that's just kind of our core values. We do those on video announcements. It's on our bulletin, but I like on Vision Sunday just to remind us, uh, you know, just kind of what, what is distinct to us. And also just a reminder as well is our purpose statement. Why do we exist? What is our purpose? What is our mission? Why are we here? And when I came, they had a purpose statement. I looked at it. You know, because you want to change everything when you're the new pastor. But, uh, you know, it was really good. So our purpose statement is loving God, loving people, and serving the world. So it's about connecting to God. You know, it's about connecting to other people. And it's about not just sitting in our building on Sunday, but finding a place that we can minister and serve. And that's why we exist. Well, that's why we come, loving God, loving people, and serving the world. So I ask you to turn to Matthew chapter 7 a few minutes ago. And I just want to take a moment. I just kind of want to use uh, Matthew chapter 7 uh, as a backdrop uh, for the, the rest of Vision Sunday this morning. Now, there's some key words in Matthew 7. Um, I, 
I did not write down the verse, so uh, I just said seven. Uh, you'll find the verse, but there's some key words in one of the verses of Matthew, okay? And there's some key words that says, ask, seek, and knock. Ask, seek, and knock. What's the verse? Seven. It's embarrassing when the preacher has to ask for the reference from the congregation. It's a rookie mistake. Uh, Ask, seek, and knock. Okay, so listen to me. I want to just use this as a backdrop for a moment. There is a wisdom and value, especially in this time, of ask, seek, and knock. Asking, seeking, and knocking. In our personal lives, it's important that as we serve God, that that is what we do as we follow him. We ask, we seek, and we knock. As the church, it's Vision Sunday. It's been kind of an unspoken mantra here. And as we enter you know, another year, it seems, of uh, the, the waves of pandemic of ask and seek and knock. Now, many of you have a different life plan which is go, ignore, and kick the door down. Just go. Just go. We get impatient sometimes, but there is a quality to asking, seeking, and knocking. Now, if you read about David, there were times that you can go look at this verse, search this verse, David inquired of the Lord. There were times in very specific moments of David's life That he just didn't go because God had anointed him as king and that everything that he was doing would be blessed by the Lord. Okay, He had this great wisdom in certain practical areas where he would ask, seek, and knock. And many times the Lord gave, gave the yes, go, do this, do this. There were times also... That God said no to him. But he asked and he sought and he was knocking. Lord, I want to build a temple for you. Your your presence is intense. I live in a better home than you live. I want to build a temple where people can worship God. And God said no. No. Paul said, hey, I want to go to Macedonia and preach. And the Holy Spirit said no. Do not Go. There is a quality and value when we ask, seek, and knock over specific things in our life. I want to say in this season that we live, personally as a church, okay, listen to me. Let's be forward-leaning, all right? But let's be cautious, thoughtful, prayerful, and discerning to the landscape that's in front of us, okay? Ask, seek, and knock. Now, this has been a crazy year, as crazy as the previous one. I mean, I, you know, like this time last year, Vision Sunday, okay? I went back and looked at my notes, all right? We were hearing vaccines, you know. They were, it felt like the health climate was getting, was getting a little better. You know, there was... There was kind of hope in the air, and everybody just was kind of taking a deep, you know, a deep breath. Hey, maybe this thing is about 
to lift and we can just get back, get back to normal. And that's where I was as far as the church. <clears throat> I'm ready to rev the engine and go with what we've known in the past. We were ready in August for a big launch. We had all kinds of things planned. We're ready to, ready to get going. And then in July, Delta comes and everything that we had. And some of you know what I'm talking about, your own life. Everything that you kind of had planned, you know, it's, it's changed again. It's changed. And let me tell you, like, I was so down. I was so discouraged. Like, Lord, I got this Ferrari that I'm, I'm running at 30 miles an hour here. I'm ready to get going. There are things we need to do, people that we need to read. And I, mean, I was just discouraged. When I realized we, back in July and August we were going back to where we were at before, like, I was just down. You know, I was just, I was just in this spiritual funk. Anybody just been there before? Moaning, complaining, gr- oh, that's just me, right? Okay. Well, pray for me then. Pray for me. I mean, I was just there. I was just like, this is awful. And I was just praying one day. I don't know if it was a prayer or a moan. You know, sometimes the Lord uh, responds to our cries, you know. I was just like, God, I mean, I, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm, 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 I'm ready. And I'm going to tell you a word that the Lord, uh, the Lord spoke to me. You know, he said, don't waste your time looking and waiting on things to reappear that are not going to reappear. Okay? Look for what is new and emerging and what I am doing in this season. Okay? Now, Okay, so that brought great clarity to me, okay? Because sometimes, listen to me, because you may can use this yourself. Sometimes we are waiting on a resurrection because we're resurrection people. But instead of a resurrection, we just need to have a funeral so that we can grieve and move on to the next season of what God wants to do in our life. So don't be waiting around forever. So I'm just here acknowledging that the post-COVID church is not coming back. Okay? Took me a long time. I'm ready to go back what we were doing with the speed of what we're doing, how we were doing it. But the post-COVID church is not coming back. It's not going to reappear. So we've got to kind of, we got to kind of figure out what the new church looks like that's going to bring, bring the presence of Jesus when he comes, what that church looks like. So it's some of this is, man, ask, seek, knock. We call it refresh, you know, reimagine, restart for, for, this, for, this, coming, for this coming year. So ask, seek, and knock. That's kind of been our our plan, and I want to encourage you the same way. Navigate troubled areas, uncertainty with God's help and the guidance of the Holy Spirit, okay? Now, but there's a part of this passage, I just lifted a few words out of it, okay? Ask, seek, and knock, okay? Because there's wisdom before every move to hear from the Lord, amen? To seek, knock, Get God's guidance, yes or no. And sometimes we don't like it when God says no. David didn't like it. Paul didn't like it. Sometimes we feel like there's theological 
uh, underpinnings of, of why it should be yes, but there are certain times that even when it appears a yes, God says no, and you need to listen to that. Okay? So ask, seek, and knock. But there is a time of the Lord's favor, okay, that comes. And Matthew 7 says, ask, and it will be given. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. We want to be cautious. We want to be discerning. We want to be forward-leaning. But he says there's going to come a time that when you ask, it's going to be given to you. When you seek, you are going to find. And when you knock on that door, that door is going to be open to you. There is a blessing coming for those that seek the Lord, His guidance, and pay attention to what He says. We'd go, go possess the land. And in everything we do, we just press the accelerator. And the Lord says, hey, you need to pray. You need to seek. But there's going to be a time that these doors are going to be open. You need to be ready for that. To, you need to be ready to walk, to walk into that. So I wanted to... Just going to put that in your heart, and we'll come back to that in just a later, in just a few minutes. We're forward-leaning, but we're cautious, knowing there's a day that the favor of the Lord, you know, just comes upon, upon what we do. So one part of a Vision Sunday is that we love to look back and give thanks. We like to reflect. Last year was a really, really challenging year for everyone, okay, for everyone, especially the church. We were just trying to navigate and tack our way through it. So we just want to celebrate and give God thanks for what he did last year. We got a little video that will help tell the story this morning.
Amen. Amen. John Garner missed that shot for those of you that were wondering about that. So, hey, like we're just trying to find our way. It was an unusual year, just trying to find some openings, do, you know, uh, do what you can. Some other things as we're looking back and we're giving thanks, and you saw some of this on the on the video, we started our new African fellowship. We started that. We had to punt several times because of the health climate, but we were noticing not only in our church, but in our community, man, there's great presence of those that are uh, from Africa, and uh, man, we are multicultural. We believe God's got a plan and a purpose regardless of your passport or your nation of origin, so we were able to launch that, and they meet every other week on the same night as our our Spanish, uh, Spanish service, so we were excited about that. Another thing that we want to give the Lord thanks for in this past year was historic giving, historic giving in the midst of a pandemic. So I want you to know that the total giving 2021 of our income was $965,595. Almost a million dollars in giving. Almost a million dollars in giving. If I'd have known we were that close, I'd have called Harry Cobb, told him to write a check. Hey, not bad from West Tennessee Street, okay? Historic giving in the second year of a pandemic, okay? One more time, can we give God praise for that? Can we give God praise and thanks? Amen. How about missions, outreach, and evangelism? Historic year, $237,805. Record year. <clears throat> Record year. Now get this, okay? We gave away more money than we've ever given away before. And while we were doing that, we had more money come in than we've ever had before. Some of you math people just got a headache, didn't you? It doesn't compute. It doesn't compute at all. But we just we just want to say thanks to we just want to say thanks to God. We were able listen, two hundred and thirty-seven thousand, and that's missions, outreach, evangelism, benevolence. That's what we gave away, closing in on a quarter of a million dollars in doing that. One more time. Can we give God praise for that? Can we give God praise? Listen. We're not sitting around just trying to make a kingdom for ourselves. We're trying to impact others and bless and bless others. BGMCs for our kids, record year. $14,348 for our kids. They built a playground. They paid for the playground that we built. They, they gave money to a basketball court in Sri Lanka for one of our missionaries. They gave to eyeglasses through compassion link so record year speed the light record year for our church six thousand three hundred ninety six dollars amen there's a there's a school that in a muslim context that we are it's a christian school and uh, we are providing equipment so that that school can continue its 
it's outreach, it's in, it's in Bethlehem, and we are connected with that, so we're raising money for that. So presently, we support 70 missionaries around the world on a monthly basis. We have 48 families that give to missions on a monthly or regular basis, and our total monthly commitment to missions is over $5,000 a month, okay? Give the Lord praise. Listen to me. I don't understand it, but God is giving us a global impact from the poorest side of Tallahassee and the poorest zip code in the state of Florida. God is giving us a global impact. And as long as God gives us that money, we are going to reinvest it in the world. We're not here to build a kingdom here. We are here to build his kingdom. So I want to say thanks to you for your giving and your faithfulness. I want to say Every time, in your investment in the gospel, every time a missionary preaches, it's part, of, it's part of your investment. Jesus said, anyone that sacrifices houses and lands, money in this life, will, re, will receive blessing in the life to come. So I just want to say thank you. One more time, can we give thanks to the Lord? Historic giving. Historic giving. Giving thanks from last year, our missions trip to... Compact Family Services, we took two teams, we combined them because of the pandemic. We couldn't go foreign last year, so <clears throat> we built a playground for developmentally challenged children. The kids provided the money. The uh, adults came and they built the playground. Those little kids were so excited. They would look through the blinds while, they were, while we were building that. They were so excited about that. Our missions team, our, our, our student team, did a mega sports camp with the residents. There's about 40 residents at Compact. Now, due to the fact that they are institutionalized, we can't show pictures of that, but we had a wonderful time doing ministry there. So that was one where we kind of navigated our way and, and uh, did some missions work. So giving thanks for that last year. Uh, something else, project renovation, all right? We started in completing the bathrooms in the two-story building. Now, if you're a guest, you won't understand the joy that comes to our faces from that renovation. When people came from World War II, when they came home, they went there and used the bathroom, all right? The same bathroom, all right? But we, as part of our project renovation, man, we, we desperately needed that. And I told you, our bathrooms are so nice, you'll want to leave your home, come over here and use the bathroom. But we were able to start and complete that last year. And then another thing, we launched GC Boys and GC Girls. You saw some of that uh, on, the, uh, on the recap video. It's, Wednesday, it's every Wednesday night. And if, you're, if you don't know what that is, it's kind of a Boy Scout, Girl Scout kind of thing. You earn badges and skills, but they learn about the Bible, and they worship and pray together, and they do campouts and fishing trips and go to the beach, and it's a great, great ministry for our boys and girls on Wednesday nights. We were able to launch that. So listen, one more time, can we just give God thanks and praise for, for last year? Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you. We give you thanks for what you did, for what you did last year. So let's take a moment and let's look forward to the future, 2022. Just see what may be in store, maybe what some uh, challenges that we have uh, in the upcoming year. So let's look at special services and special days 
Uh, first of all, March 13th, we have Reggie Dabbs, who's going to be in the house with us. We always love having Reggie. He had an open Sunday, so he's going to be with us on March the 13th. On, uh, in June, on Father's Day, we have Doug Clay. Doug is the General Superintendent of the Assemblies of God, the National Assemblies of God. He's going to be with us. He's going to be with us on Father's Day. And you may go, now that, that's an odd combination. No, Doug has a wonderful story that he's going to be sharing on, on Father's Day. So our superintendent will be with us. In August, we have Dr. Ryan Darrow, who is going to be with us. Ryan is the pastor of Overland Park Assemblies of God in Overland Park, Kansas. He has a Ph.D. in counseling. He's a member of the Assemblies of God Mental Health Task Force. And we're going to have a whole weekend that we educate ourselves, encourage, pray, and support those who are walking through emotional illness, mental illness. We're not ignoring that at all. We're not pushing people in the closet. We are going to deal with it, confront it, love people, pray for people, and journey with people. We're going to do a whole week in, uh, with Dr. Darrow. He's going to be with us. And then one of our, another is uh, another Dr. Mark Rutland. He's going to be with us again in October. He blessed us when he was uh, with us last time. So that's just kind of some of the upcoming services we we have. We got some great missions trips coming up. As you know, uh, Bogota, Colombia, we're doing a construction trip in Bogota, Colombia. Now listen, we had to move that back a couple of months. Just, just some different things happened. So we're going May the 15th. So if that helps you to be able to go, we've already got $7,500 out of 10000 that we need for that church building. So we just had to punt it just uh, you know, a couple of months. So there are applications in the, you know, at guest services online. If you want to go, it's a construction trip. I don't, you may, you may go, I don't have any skill. I don't have any skill. I'm, I'm humor and encouragement. That's what I do, okay? So come join me on the cleanup crew, okay? Uh, so if you want to go, male, female, we would love to have you. Also, in, in June, we're going to South Africa. We're, doing, we're going to be working with local schools. We're going to be working with local churches. And we're going to be taking some of our children's ministry team and doing children's ministry training uh, while we are there. Uh, it's a family trip. If you want to go, bring your kids. You know, we would love to have you. We're looking for, you know, uh, middle school, high school, college age, young adults. We would love to have you. We're doing school assemblies while we are you know, while we are there. At the, on the last day, one of the days, we're going to do a safari, an African safari, kind of as a thank you for the trip. And let me just tell you, it will be, it's, it's a, it will be a lifelong memory for this cross-cultural experience, working with some of the poorest people in the world. Now, I realize there are health considerations, and we always wait to the last moment till we pull the, you know, um, go, no go on that. Right now, it's just a PCR test to to get in there. Um, so I, I want to invite you to go. There are applications on the website, on guest services, uh, <clears throat> but the deadline is in a couple weeks. So think about it, pray about it. Uh, if money is an option, come see me. Come see me. You just never know. You just never know. Okay? So we want to mention that. Also, the Holy Land trip. We're doing a trip to the Holy Land for our team, Sea of Galilee, Bethlehem, Jerusalem, all the, the sites, crucifixion, Via Dolorosa, resurrection, tomb. Uh, our focus is just walking where Jesus walked, praying where Jesus 
prayed, if that's something that's of interest to you, you can go to our website, sign up, and we'll send you some more information on that. So let's look a little further um, as far as this upcoming year. So one of my goals is greater community engagement, okay, being involved with our community on a greater way. And uh, one of those things we call GC Families. It's outreach and support to the local foster care community. Melissa Dansell, would you please uh, come? Would you give Melissa a hand? We've been talking about this for a while. Now, our hearts got stirred for this when we were in compact in, in, uh, in Hot Springs because we were dealing with institutionalized kids, foster parents, house parents. So when we came back, we were just going, hey, man, is there something that we can do, you know, in our community to be encouragement and support? So Melissa uh, is uniquely qualified for this. So Melissa, tell us uh, just a little bit about the need for this type of ministry in our community. Yeah, so there are over 400,000 foster children in the United States. And in our own backyard, we have 200. And so, church, there is a spiritual attack on our families. And GC Families is our church's response to that attack. Yeah. So, Melissa, how can our church and our church people, like, what's the role that we can play in this community with GC Families? So, God may not be calling you to go somewhere, but he's calling everyone to do something. And so, three practical things that you can do is, one, to parent. If you have a willingness and a calling from God to be a foster parent, I'd love to meet with you, give you more information on that, um, and get you along that path. The second would be to partner. So if you feel like you can't become a foster parent, would you consider partnering with a foster parent in our foster parent community? Um, we've got an upcoming event on the uh, February 19th and 26th. We need child care workers, and we'd love to have you come and support that and um, partner with us. Um, our GC Families team is coming up with a meals team, a child care team, and a resource team. So if that's something that you're interested in and you want to be a part of, we'd love to have you. And then the final piece of that is prayer. Anybody can pray. Um, and our foster families and our foster kids need a lot of prayer. So, Melissa, if somebody wants to be involved, uh, learn a little bit more information, what's the next step for that? Yeah, so you can come and talk to me after service. I also have packets in the back um, in the uh, guest services area that talks about all of our teams in detail so you can see uh, those things pray about it if you're interested just come see me and let me know I'd love to get you connected okay. Melissa thank you very much for what you do and give it a hand to Melissa thank you so we want to be a place if you need information uh, about becoming a foster parent uh, you can see our GC families team are supporting and, uh, you know, like over Christmas, man, we bought, you know, over $1,000 worth of gifts for, you know, uh, foster families here. So here is a way, community engagement, for those of you that go, I don't sing, I don't preach, you know, here's a way that you can be involved in helping some at-risk people and family in our community. So that's one thing when we talk about community engagement. The other is GC Reach. We've talked about this several times. Every time we had an event, we had to shut it down. I've canceled more GC Reach events than I've had, okay? But we want greater community engagement. So what is GC Reach? It is a community-focused ministry building bridges through different outreaches, uh, outreach opportunities. So we send a lot of money around the world, and that's fine, but we also want to have a presence 
in our own in our own communities. So, uh, GC Reach is a community focused ministry that we can be the hands and feet of Jesus, and we'll do this just by being present at certain events. You know, sometimes it's not just evangelism. Sometimes it's just showing up, letting people, you know, like the woman at the well, Jesus was just there at a public place and there was this gospel conversation that occurred because he was because he was present. So, we want to establish a consistent presence at several, you know, at events in our city and develop relationships with those. So, our focus uh, is going to be like doing mobile block parties, okay? So, block party kind of like a small fall festival that we would move around from different communities community-wide events such as springtime Tallahassee we're going to be there that's going to be our first GC reach opportunity just setting up a tent passing out water we got a big tent that's got our church logo on there we'll pray for people we're just we're just there to be present okay just there to be present so community-wide events serve days disaster response God, we don't want to have to do that part, okay? <clears throat> but uh, God help us. So, but if there's, you know, weather issues or whatever here, we want to be able to respond in providing lunch for local businesses. We've been doing that for over a year. And if you work office, workspace, we want to send lunch to you. It's a way that you can witness on the job. We can be present, you know, as well. Contact our office. We would love to do that. We send Mo's and they set everything up for you, but that's a way as a church that we can get into the marketplace and the community. Uh, now, let me just say, <clears throat> if you work from home, don't try it, okay? <laughs> I know. I know what some of you are thinking. I'm not sending the Mo's to your house, okay? So, if you want to be a part of GC Reach, get more information, you know, you can sign up on our website, go to guest services out there. We have a database of people that said, yeah, I want to know what, what's going on, and this week we're going to send you the calendar. we got about four GC Reach events uh, this year. One thing we do is we do uh, we send the ice cream truck to a certain community. Compliments of Generations Church. All right? So the ice cream truck just rings the bell. Free ice cream. Free ice cream. We've already done that once. They just send me the bill. Okay? They just send me the bill, but we want to be in your community. We want to be in your neighborhoods. So community engagement. We need to be out. We need to be out beyond these walls. So GC Reach is another way. Also, Street Hope. Street Hope, man, it's been a challenge. Okay? I mean, before the pandemic, we were feeding, you know, 50 to 60 homeless people every other week at Lake Ella. I mean... We were doing clothes. We were doing, you know, I mean, we, it was a, a phenomenal ministry. Now, when the pandemic hit, you know, they shut all the shelters down. They changed the city rules about homeless camps. Uh, you know, they, they got rid of the pavilions at Lake Ellis, so the homeless that we were kind of feeding there. Man, there was no place to go, so we went for meals. I mean, they were just transient. You know, I mean, if you think the pandemic was tough on you, Homeless people, man, they were, they were worried about their own health. So we went from meals to food bags, but we had trouble trying to find where they were at. And we're still having that issue. So Street Hope is something that we're still trying to navigate and figure out how to do ministry there. But I want to say this, even though we're kind of in a pause mode, 
God's heart for the homeless never changes. This ministry does not end. We are trying to figure out, you know, what the next step for this, how we can find homeless people and how that we can serve their needs and give them clothes and pray and build relationship with them. So, so Street Hope is something that we've got, you know, we're just trying to figure out what that next phase is. But it's important to us because homeless people are important to Jesus, okay? So we're, 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 we're working on that. But I, want you, I just want to keep it in front of you. If you're on the Street Hope team, don't let that fire die, okay? We're, we're going to figure out what that next chapter is. Another thing for this upcoming year Project renovation is our GC Kids Junior uh, we're a pre-K room upstairs. Megan Walker, would you come here? Megan, come to the front. I think she has a little guest with her this morning. Would you give a hand to Megan? <clears throat> we have Ella with us this morning. So... Our preschool room is upstairs in the two-story building. It's part of the bigger project renovation plan, and this is our focus, our next focus. So, Megan, tell us a little bit about pre-K, what's going on there, ages, what they do in their service. Yeah, so good morning, everybody. Um, our pre-K class is three- to five-year-olds. Um, every Sunday morning, they have some worship time. They've got a Bible story. They have activities that go along with their lesson. Um, they have a snack time. And we're just trying to build an authentic faith, faith that lasts, starting with our youngest friends. So um, I brought Ella over here with me so you can see her cute face. Um, but our pre-K is three to five-year-olds. So, Megan, the, uh, the renovation, what, what, what's in your heart? What do you, what do you want to happen in this, this pre-K room? Yeah, so um, bear with me. I know some of you guys probably have never even seen our pre-K room. You've never been next door. You have no idea about it. Um, but I have big, big dreams for pre-K. Uh, we want to totally re redo it. I want to do new storage, new carpets, new tables, new chairs. Some of the things that are in there are probably as old or not older than some of the people in the room. Um, so it just needs a big update. Um, and I know that you guys might not be over there, but um, some of you might one day have grandchildren or your own children or nieces and nephews that are in there, just like this sweet little girl. Um, so we want to make the greatest environment that we can for these young children. All right. Megan, thank you very much. Ella, thank you for your help. Hey, that's my fist bump, buddy, but she hung me out. Here you go. Ready? There you go. There you go. So listen, um, if you want to give parent, grandparent, last year for the bathrooms, we just paid for it really out of church funds, but really... We're trying to pay as we raise money. So, man, if God lays that on your heart and you want to make a contribution, it's project renovation. And that's our next project is that is that particular room. So, uh, all right, some, a few other things uh, this upcoming year. Uh, another thing is strategic investments. Strategic investments. God, is, God has blessed our church, and we're very thankful. And uh, we're not just here to build you know, our kingdom, and, you know, we're, we're just here to invest and see God do some powerful things. So uh, when it, it impacts our students, we, I believe in youth camp. I spent, before I came to this church, my previous job, I spent 48 weeks at youth camp, youth and kids camp, 48 weeks. That ought to get you in heaven all by itself. <clears throat> okay? But it doesn't. It doesn't. Okay? But we believe in youth camps. We believe in kids camps. So 
we are providing a scholarship to every child, a $100 scholarship to every child uh, that wants to go to youth, kids camp. This year, camp has gone up. Money is tight, inflation. So we just, you know, we want to uh, invest in you, invest in your kids, okay? So if they want to go to camp, they want to go to camp, we'll give the first, we'll give the first $100 on that. Also, we want to invest, if you want to go to South Africa in your middle school, high school, or college age, we'll give you a $200 scholarship on there. We know it's expensive. We want to, we want to help you. We believe these are life-changing trips. So uh, we want to make strategic investments, you know, in those areas, in our kids, and in our, in our young people. Also, when it comes to missions, all right, when it comes to missions, let me tell you a story. So back in June of last year, I mean, God had been so faithful with our finances, and uh, it was through the pandemic, almost at every board meeting, we would look at, um, you know, we would look at the finances and just go, wow, you know, wow, the good wow. There's bad wow, there's good wow. And so we, we, God was just blessing us, so we, we made the decision at that point to invest $25,000 back into missions, okay? Uh, you know, just in, in, in direct grants, one, one term service. And uh, so we sent $25,000 to the mission field, just in addition to what we already do. It's just, we just wanted to be strategic in our investments. So that was probably in June. We noticed um, about September or October that that money that we had sent away had come back to us. Okay, that $25,000 had just come back. So, we're like, well, this is an odd, this is an odd problem. So, we gave another twenty-five thousand dollars to missions above what we do: direct grants, one-time missionary support. You know, we we gave it, we gave it away. All right. Well, you know, we we noticed at the end of the year in January that money had already come back to us. So I just want to say this morning. And I'm announcing that we are making our third disbursement of $25,000 above what we do for missions. We're giving that back. It's like we're playing missions ping pong with God for $25,000. You know, but I just want to say it's strategic investments. We're not just sitting here padding our bank accounts. We're here and we're, we're serious about making an impact, a global impact from West Tennessee Street. So there are strategic investments to our families, to camps and missions trips and, and to missions. The last focus area uh, for this upcoming year that's just been in my heart is intentional relationships and community. All right? It's not easy to build relationships in the church. Now, you think it would be easy because we're all kind of the same kind of faith background, but, but actually it's a little more difficult. Like when you go to work, you work with people, excuse me, you work with people for 40 hours. You're in the break room, you have common projects, you know, you go eat lunch. So you're with these people building relationships all the time. The same at school. You know, if you go to school, man, you're meeting people, you're having fun, you're doing projects, your classes, trips, that kind of thing, all right? Well, you know, church, Sunday morning is a little bit different structure than that, okay? It's, it's, a, it's a public, it's a service, and the format 
within itself does not lend itself to meeting people or relationships. You ever gone to a concert and walked away with a close friend? No. It's just, it's not, it's not set up, you know, it's not set up that way. Plus, plus, there are some churches that people come late after the start of the service. All right? Some churches. Listen, there are some of you that go here, you've never heard more than two worship songs in your whole life. You think that's all he does is two songs. So, so people kind of come late. They leave right when it's over. You know, so that doesn't lend itself to community and in, in, in building relationships. Also, the, the attendance patterns of people have changed. They only come once or twice a month now. That's a regular attender, okay? So people are attending less frequently, and sometimes they're coming in right as it, it begins, right as it, right as it ends, you know, they're, they're attending less frequently, so you can see where trying to build friendships and relationships, you know, like just on Sunday morning where it's more, it's more challenging. Plus, the pandemic has added to this uncertainty about personal space. Do I go to that person? Do I not go to that person? What, you know, like is it appropriate? You know, so that the pandemic has just added this cloud of, of uncertainty when it comes to, you know, when it, when it comes to meeting people. So I, I want to say, I want this to be an intentional kind of focus here for our church. I don't blow in here at 10 o'clock and worship the King of Kings and then blow out of here. Church is supposed to be a family, meeting people, okay? Uh, so I, I just, that, that's one of my goals. And let me just say, Sunday morning, it's always going to be difficult to do that, okay? So that's where things like connect groups are really important, taking the next step. So if you're, you know, if you're, if you're kind of new or maybe you've been here and just had not made that connection yet, I just want to say be patient. Be more patient than you would be at work. You're getting 40 hours a week of relationship building at work. You get one hour here, okay? So... You need to be a little more, be a little more patient. Be a little more open. Get in a connect group. Okay, go to our website. That's the best way to meet people. You know, last semester we did several groups that were on Zoom. All right, but you know, you can make friendships on Zoom if you don't feel like, you know, coming in person. But but connect with people. Your spiritual existence is is not meant to be alone. By yourself, we come to God in community. We come to God in family. So get in a get in a small group. Take that next step. Get in a serve team. Find a ministry. That's how you can meet can meet people as well. And it can be you know just instead of just coming with with uh, with the group here that you can meet people and build build friendships. So I just want to remind you things to remember about Sunday morning and worship team. You can come. Things to remember about Sunday morning. Don't let someone sit alone. If you go here, if you go here, don't let someone sit alone. All right? Friends can wait. Friends can wait. When somebody is a guest, you know, friends will always be here. They'll understand if you go, hey, just a minute, I'm doing what the pastor said. 
and you should be doing this too. Shame them. No. Friends can wait a few minutes, okay? Don't let someone sit by themselves. Introduce yourself to a guest. You don't know who's brand new, but I'll just go, if, if there's someone here that you don't know, I don't care how long you've been going here. There's someone here that you don't know. You know, go introduce yourself to them. Where do you work? Hey, we're so glad, so glad to have you here. Introduce someone else to a guest. Hey, psst, get over here. Get over here. Come here. I want you to meet, you know, helping people feel community and family. Because as we say to people, hey, you need to be patient, take the next step, join. I'm saying to everybody that goes here, we need to be conscious of people that God is sending, okay? We need to introduce ourselves, introduce someone else. And last, let's all be missionaries at our church, okay? Let's all be missionaries at our church, all right? We're looking around when we come in. We're having a missionary heart. Somebody I don't know, somebody sitting by themselves, somebody maybe the Lord just gives you a little heavy heart over someone. We're always engaged, Always engaged. Make, make that a goal. Every Sunday, I'm looking for somebody. I'm looking for somebody. Listen, be a missionary in your own church. We understand that concept, right? Be a missionary. Be a missionary in our own church. So that's just some things in this in this upcoming year. The pandemic, you know, everybody's just kind of siloed, kind of on their own. I'm trying to bring community back. It's a reason why we changed the format of some of our connect groups to fellowship. Just trying to make it easy that people can come in meet folks so all right so that's it that's it now all these things we know that we cannot do without God's spirit and God's presence okay it's another year that God's given us to live and go to this church and we need God's power we need God's presence these are supernatural things that we need God to do and within ourselves we have no no power on our own, okay? So I'm just saying we humble ourselves before God. We are thankful for our building. We are thankful for God's uh, hand upon us. We are thankful for the workers that we have here. But we come to this upcoming year with no arrogance or pride. We come totally dependent upon the hand of God, okay? So I want you to stand. I asked Paul Bryant to come because we want to pray over our church right now. Paul is one of our deacons. And I asked Paul to pray over our church. They're going to put some bullet points on the screen of things that we are going to pray over. And we're, gonna, we're just going to ask God for his favor and his hand. So as Paul prays, would you lift your voice in prayer as well? and ask for God's help in his hand this upcoming year, then we're going to just do a worship song together and we're going to dismiss. Paul, would you pray over us? Thank you, Pastor. We have just come out of uh, 21 days of, of refresh and renewal. and We don't want that to just be an event that we, that we go through at the beginning of the year. We want it to continue all throughout the year. So as we bring these these points up. The first one we're going to pray about is God's favor and his blessings. As you've heard from the from the report that pastor just gave that God has been good 
and he's gracious and he's favorable to us, but we want that to continue. So we want to pray for that. We want to pray for a harvest in our, our community. We want to pray for laborers for that harvest, and we want to pray for souls to be given to us from that labor that we put forth. And then we also want to we want to pray for an awakening and a revival within our within us. Don't let it just stop at at, at when we when we hear it. Don't let it just stop and it don't be vain words that we hear, but let it let it sink into our hearts. So let's pray together. Don't don't be silent. Let's pray together this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you today because we realize and we know that all things come from your hands and you've provided favor upon this church and upon this people. When this church was established over 75 years ago, you knew who would be standing and sitting in these pews this morning, Lord, and we thank you for that. But God, you've provided favor and you've blessed this church and this congregation uh, tremendously, and we're so grateful for your hand, and we ask it to continue. And let our hearts be prepared in a manner, Lord, that we could be the hands and the feet that you need us to be in the community around us. And, Lord, that, that we, as Jesus said, that to look on the fields because the fields are white unto harvest, Lord. And we pray this morning that you'd let us be those hands and feet, God, that as we go out from this place, we don't have to be a minister standing on this platform, but we can be the words and the, and the, the means by those for people to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, Lord, we pray that your favor would rest upon this church. God, we pray for the blessings to continue. We realize that this morning that we need you more than ever before. We pray for a harvest to come in, God, from, from those labors that we go forth. Lord, we pray that the harvest would come. Oh, God, we pray for souls to come into the kingdom of heaven. Lord, that's, the, that's why we're here. That's why you blessed us to be here this morning, is that we could reach those that are around us, those that we come in contact with, those that we meet on a daily basis. God, we pray for your hand to touch their hearts, Lord, as our lives present the light of the gospel and as our words present the light of the gospel Lord we pray that you would help us to be those vessels Lord we pray that you would give us those souls that need to come in God we know we know that you're on your you're coming back and you're coming back soon I've heard that all of my life but God my life is but a vapor but I pray this morning Lord that you would help us to realize that you're coming back. You're coming back for those that are prepared to meet you. And we ask you, Lord, to help us to be that those hands and those feet, God, we pray. We ask you, Lord Jesus, to keep us by your strong hand. We know, Lord, that there's been things that have come our way in this past year. There's been things that we've stumbled over, God, and we've made mistakes, Lord. But we pray, oh, God, that you would help us to be steadfast and unmovable, God. Help our feet to be planted upon a solid foundation, Lord. As a church this morning, a solid foundation under us that we can reach those souls, Lord, that you want us to reach. God, we thank you for the grace and the goodness and the blessings of God upon this congregation, upon this church, Lord, this morning. Thank you for all that you've done for us, Lord. We're grateful, God, with a grateful heart. We thank you this morning. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening to the Generations Church Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the message today and pray God's greatest blessings on you. For more information about Generations Church and its ministries, check out our webpage at gctlh.org 
or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, 